Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits conversation. Today, I would like to talk about the fact that offices are opening up. COVID is ending. What does that mean? What does that look like? Simon, you had some thoughts before we turn the recording on. Go first. Um, so I, I, I'm intrigued that um, the working from home uh, question was always something that people were wondering about, and some did it in some degree of scale. But this was a mass economy-wide experiment about working from home. And I think it's changed us forever. It's not going to be a simple case of going back. And I find that very exciting. I think it's going to make, it's going to require some difficult conversations, but -hmm. it's going to make it for a better planet. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sometimes ahead. I I agree with him in that, but I do also, you know, there's been uh, Harvard Business Review has done some some polling on this and, you know, only 1% of mid-sized companies are planning to be fully remote. While interestingly enough, on the opposite end of that spectrum, only 5% of mid-sized companies are planning on having all of the employees come back. So it's that, you know, that percentage in in between that's going to be very hybrid and a lot of um, a, a lot of the employees that were polled are saying, you know, about fifty four percent of them are saying that, you know, having that flexibility to be hybrid is going to impact whether they come back or not. So you're gonna you're seeing a lot of uh, there's I think there's going to be a big amount of disparity between what the, what companies want and what employees are going to be willing to give. So I think it's going to be a very interesting transition to to, to watch. I think you're going to see real defined uh, roles, and I think you're going to see people falling really into three camps. You're going to have the folks who are virtual, and they're going to stay virtual, and they want to stay virtual. They don't want to return to work, so they may just leave their company, start their own business, or go somewhere else. You'll have that hybrid group who are going to work maybe predominantly from home, but still go to the office once or twice a week. And then you have the folks who are anxious and willing uh, to go back and be in the office. Uh, What you're seeing here in the U.S., I don't know if it's the same in the U.K., but certainly uh, in the area where I live in Philadelphia, commercial real estate, uh, a lot of these offices are just empty and they're not planning to uh, reopen. I've talked to a couple of business owners who basically just said, uh, no, there's no reason for us. We found that we can work remotely. We can be effective. uh, We can save a ton of money um, instead of paying these commercial real estate rates, uh, along with all the insurance and everything else that goes with it. So I think you're going to see a a continuous of this. And I think that the gig economy is going to continue to grow. You're going to see a lot more folks doing contract work. We see a lot more folks out there freelancing. So I think it's going to have a major change. And then the folks that do go back to the office, the company's going to have to do a lot of things, first of all, just to encourage people to come back ensure them that there's a, a safe workplace, that their needs are going to be met, that they're going to have the tools and things they need to do their job. But also they're going to have to change policies. They're going to change procedures. They're going to have to change the way people interact with each other. So I think you're going to see a lot of changes on the HR front. And I don't think it's going to happen very quickly. It's going to happen over a several month period because these companies have to be able to figure out not only from a, uh, a, a goodwill standpoint, but perhaps from an ethical and even a legal standpoint as to what this new model is going to look like for their employees. So let's talk a little bit about the hybrid or people who don't come back to work. It's pretty well known that when people are in the office, innovation happens because they pass each other in the hall, they talk in the, in the coffee room or whatever. What happens to that? Oh, I, I I have a little bit of an objection to that. So like innovation only happens around the water cooler. I mean, not only it just, you know, but okay, go ahead. I, I think there are an awful lot of very innovative technical teams who have been fully remote since before the pandemic. 
Mm. I think there are ways around it. I think, but I think as, as Rick was saying, um, managers are going to have to figure it out. Mm. And the reality is an awful lot of managers aren't very good at being managers. And now they're having to rethink a lot of fundamental conventional wisdom where they were just doing what their boss did. Mm. And now they're having to rethink it. And, you know, Rick, you made a really interesting point there that people have to figure it out. Well, it's really damning that they're figuring out because it was obvious that we had this the coming back problem back in March 2020. You've had over a year to work on it, guys. The plan should be ready. You know? Yeah. I had a client who uh, I was talking to yesterday and she has been for six months beating the drum of what are we going to do? How is this going to work? What are we going to do? How is this going to work? And nobody would listen to her. And now all of a sudden they're in a panic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, think they're also looking at uh, guidelines from government as well to say, you know, here's what your legal responsibilities are. You know, what happens if you uh, open up the office and 90% of your people are vaccinated and the other people who are coming back are not vaccinated, they're not wearing masks, and then you create a situation where people start getting sick. Are you, uh, do you, uh, are you allowed to ask people, you know, are, have they been vaccinated? Are you allowed to require them to be vaccinated? So there's a lot of those kinds of things that need to be determined first. Right. Yeah, any legal- point. Coming yeah, back. legally you can't ask, and legally you can't force them. Not right now, in mm. in in the HR world. That's just federally. That's just mandated that you can't because it does fall within that you know that that medical privacy act. And I'm going to step back to what Simon was saying just a few minutes ago in regards to you know whether or not. And, and I, I I love you. I, I like you, Simon. <laughs> and I'm going to piggyback on it. And and I think Robin, you can kind as the psychologist, you're going to understand this. Humans require that personal connection in order to build trust. And, and there's a lot of learning that comes through just proximity and observation. And if you, if you lose that, you're, you are going to lose a corporate culture. It's, it's a lot of what they have to start looking at for that office of the future mm. is, pro, is not eliminating the fractioned um, workplace. Because if everybody is gone and nobody comes together, you don't get that proximity. And we as human beings require proximity. We require social interaction in order to build trust. So I think at some point, the I, office is going to have to I, have hubs. I, no, I don't, I don't, we are all of a certain age. I have teenage kids. They are extremely happy to live their life entirely online. And I guess what we think we need physical, me. sorry. Oh, well, so I was going to say, I agree that building trust, it helps to be in proximity, but it's not necessary. There are, I have clients, I have friends all over the world, people I've never met in person. And granted, I'm very gregarious and outgoing, which makes building trust easier, but it's definitely doable online. It It helps being physically there. Yes. It does help, but it's not impossible. And of course, you know, going back to the health thing, what's the point of having a bunch of masked people in a room? in a physical room. I'd rather have unmasked people on the end of Zoom, thanks very much, Hmm. in terms of relationships. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Well, to to Rick's point, we have to figure it out. We have to learn. Now, whether that means that some of us come back hybrid, some of us don't come back at all, some of us do, you know, I've been doing Mm -hmm. this for 10 years, so this is the way my business has been for a long, long time. But I think that if people are saying we can't have innovation and we can't have trust if we don't aren't physically in a room, maybe it's time that we start to learn. Maybe we need to start having webinars about it, courses. Well, that's what one of my colleagues is doing. Oh, yeah. really? like, how, how do you how do you uh, augment you know replace what's missing? Uh, one interesting thing, I, you know, 
the US was a little bit befuddling from an outsider's point of view. You can drug test your employees on a whim, mm -hmm. but you can't ask if they're vaccinated. No. Can't you have a drug test for the vaccination? Wouldn't that solve the problem? I don't, I don't know. Could you could you pull a titer? I don't think you could. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that weird? There's How also an issue if somebody is if somebody does come in, they get sick, and then they get sent get sent home. Can mm -hmm. you require them to produce a doctor's you know uh, note or something to say that they're that they're cured or they're healed or whatever? That's still up for discussion. What I mean, if people call out sick, you can require they have a doctor's note claiming they were sick. Hmm. That they. I mean, sneezing in an office is not going to be social anymore, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting place, and if people want to work from home, does that change their pay scale? And does it like does it change their time off? How do, well, how does all that happen? And we only have a minute left, so we don't have time to dig into that. But I think there's a lot of variables. And yeah. for those of you not in the US, in Europe, we don't have spare rooms for people to have offices in. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. People are at home don't have offices. And we you have, guys we have so have much space. Mm. There's just not the space. So I think it's going to be a really challenging time for businesses and for people. And I think that individually, we need to decide what works for me and what do I want and be able to ask for it. Yes, and get, get your family on board too. If they're used to you going to the office and now you're working from home, well, that's could be a different situation. You know, your dog has to adjust, your kids have to adjust, the whole family has to adjust. So there's a lot of adjustments, not just on the work side, but on the family side too. Everyone in the UK has gone off and got dogs. Those dogs are not used to being on their own. Yeah, and now they're starting to show up in, in uh, shelters because people have to go back to work and it just breaks mm. my heart. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, that's our 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to cut us off there. Thank you for having this conversation. I knew we would never get through all of it, but I do appreciate the conversation, and we'll do it again very soon.